What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to, I believe this is episode 45. Man, we're getting real, real close. I don't, I never told you this, but I, I like low-key want to tweet Tom King and be like, hey, bro, how much do I got to donate for you to join us on our 50th podcast for Batman News Weekly? On, like, who, what can we On the 50th to? or 50, 52nd? 50th. 52nd could work, too. I mean, 52, yeah, that's, cool. that's a whole year. Yeah, but 50 is just like a big number. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it is. It's, well, how about, how, about, how about this? Let's see if we can make it to 100. And then... And then tweet him then? See. Well, I just want It would just be interesting now because it would be before Batcat. It would be before wanna, Batcat, yeah. So, but we'll see. Because if we make it to 100, that's two years from now. We could try to get some people on before that. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> that's a year from now, I should say. But anyways, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, eh, maybe I'll just, you know, see what up. Because he's pretty cool about going on podcasts. He goes on a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but I was like, ah, oh, man, it's our 50. I mean, 50 second wouldn't be bad either, though, to be honest. I just saw 50, the round number. But anyways, what is going on, everybody? Uh, so that was a random idea I had. Today is going to be a comic talk heavy podcast. Just be, And it's only going to be about one thing, two things, kind of. But they all kind of relate to each other. Uh, but we do have some fandom conversations that we will be talking about later in the podcast. Uh, possible video game stuff there. Again, it's rumors. Nothing's confirmed. And we've had a little bit of Batman news talk from Robert Pattinson and um, Zoe Kravitz. But we'll be talking about that later on. But first, we're going to go ahead and talk about... Uh, I'll, just, I'll just mention it because we, we don't even need to cover it. We mentioned it in the podcast before. We were going to give Batman Outsiders a couple more issues. I personally read this issue, 13 didn't think it was great it's still going on this whole shiva wants to take the kids away from batman and now they're going to decide if they want to go with her to be not in his limitations and then batman is coming up with a plan one thing did you look at this at all i did i didn't open it at all this week. okay so there's something that really annoyed me was martian manhunter shows up because they they want to learn about the alien device that Raish has and apparently it's killing Raish by the way but he's like i got the lazarus pit it doesn't matter so uh this device is killing Raish, and what freaking happens is batman's like how are we gonna black adam's kind of dumb in this issue he's like how are we gonna learn about this blah blah, blah. and then Freaking Batman brings in Martian Manhunter. There's like this little joke because Martian Manhunter shows up as Batman. And uh, Black Adam's like, there's two of you? And, Black Lightning. Uh, you said Black Adam Black twice. Lightning. Yeah, man, right. Black, uh, Black Lightning. Uh, freaking is there. And he's like, no. And it turns into Martian Manhunter. And Martian Manhunter tells him about the, the device and stuff because he has so much knowledge about space. But Black Lightning doesn't know who Martian Manhunter is. What? So, Yeah. So he's like, whoa. And then he's like, let me introduce you to John Jones. So that means this is... Wasn't he in the freaking Justice League? No. He was in Justice League of America back in the New 52, which uh-huh. I'm pretty sure... Oh, well, no. Hold on. Katana was in the Justice League of America, along with Martian Manhunter and Vibe and Green Arrow and uh-huh. Hawkman, I think. Yeah, so so maybe maybe Black Lightning really doesn't know him. That's weird. Yeah, so I thought that was really off, and it's also because if you are somebody that's wa- watched uh, Young Justice, you know he knows him. Yeah. So um, yeah, I thought that was really weird. Uh, so that kind of threw me for a loop, but nothing really happens. It's still like the kids might go with uh, Shiva and be bad and um, blah blah. But again, 
it's honestly if if it was a book that I was purchasing because uh, I don't purchase this book anymore, uh, I would drop it. So I don't know. It's not really anything. There's not a lot of happening in it. So um, and yeah. So there was that. Uh, we do want to touch on the Flash Annual just because it had to do with the Suicide Squad. Um, we do know that the Suicide. The last thing is there was this big revelation that Ted Cord is possibly a bad guy. The story's not over. Yeah. But he looks like he's a pretty bad guy. And um, he was going to start getting the people to... See, I'm very confused here because in this annual, Flash is helping the Suicide Squad because he has a change of heart. I haven't been reading Flash. Basically, so so as far as the Flash goes, uh, he recently fought the rogues again. And, Mm -hmm. of course... They uh, Boomerang was not around with them during this yeah. current time in the Flash, and in that run, you just hear a lot of sob stories from Cold Captain Cold talking to Barry or the Flash about what his time during the Suicide Squad was. Yeah, and so Flash is like, "Oh, that's so horrible!" Blah 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 blah. But people tend to forget there was a huge event in the beginning of Rebirth called Mm -hmm. Justice League versus Suicide Squad. They made it to promote the movie Suicide Squad. So Barry already knows this. I don't know why they needed to, like, oh, that's the story that he needs to remember. Yeah. Excuse me. But he has that change of heart, and so he's like, oh, well, let me go ahead and help you guys out. Because, I mean, I think if you are bad guys, then you need to stand trial, blah, blah, blah. You know, Mm -hmm. the whole justice system, blah, blah, blah. So he helps them, but the whole story is in the perspective of Boomerang, Mm -hmm. which I... This is basically how the Harley Quinn movie should have been. Yeah, I could see that. The Birds of Prey, because you know at some points he's like over-exaggerating stuff. Yeah. And then you get the real story later. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we were talking about when it came to Birds of Prey. I feel like that yeah. could have happened there. But uh, Barry ends up helping the Suicide Squad and the... Uh, I keep forgetting their names. What is it? The... the Not the Renaissance. Oh, the Revolutionaries. The Revolutionaries. Yeah. And, you know, their whole plan is to get this ship that is also, like, used from... Wonder Woman's, like, invisible jet technology, and they actually trick, because at one point they find out that they have, like, all bounties on their heads now mm-hmm. because of Ted Cord. Yeah, big enough to get Deathstroke out. Yeah, and that's the big fight. It's Deathstroke versus yeah. Flash, which we haven't really seen that. The only time we have seen that is recently you just watched, or you just read Identity Crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's pre-52 or pre-new 52 is yeah. that only encounter. So seeing Deathstroke and Flash fight again, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but it was all just a distraction. Yeah. And, you know, I still don't know what's to come of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, it, it says that it's a Flash annual but this is basically a Suicide Squad annual. For sure. It's just like a sure. random story that they decided to like throw in in a flashbook. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I'm i still enjoying that portion of the story, the the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I still want to learn more about this whole thing with Ted Gord. 
because the next issue is uh the the hunt of the bat or whatever it's called yeah yeah i wonder if they're gonna tie into this flash issue like if they're gonna mention it i'm sure they will yeah because if Um, you notice they also mentioned deathstroke's uh, he he did not succeed in the mission that he was set into yeah. with Batman, you know, in, in that yeah. issue or in that story. So this takes place after that arc in Batman. Yeah. It also sounded like that they were going to put Deathstroke in Suicide Squad again. Maybe. It sounded like. Maybe. They had captured him. They have him captured at the end. Yeah, they do have him captured, which yeah. I would be okay with. I mean, if... If, if he was going to replace Deadshot. If yeah. somehow... Oh, because that's, oh, that's the big news. That's the big yeah. news. Yeah, we <laughs> haven't talked about it yet. Oh, shit. Oh, oh sorry, guys. Shit. That was random. But this isn't a spoiler from us. This is this all is, over this the is, This is straight from Tom Taylor. He was teasing it with, like, a little bit of blood splatter on the floor of this picture. And then he revealed the actual picture. It is Harley Quinn kneeling down, holding Deathstroke's... Uh, or Deadshot. Deadshot's mask with his one good eye uh, part of the of the mask uh, with a bullet hole. Does, don't they have? I think he has both his eyes. Though. He has both of his eyes, but like yeah. one is like a like the one with the sight. On yeah, it. the sight. So yeah. the, the one with the sight is the one that's been shot through, uh, or at, at least it looks like it's been shot through. And there's a lot of blood. And Tom Taylor said straight up. Deadshot will die. Now, I will say, in all of Suicide Squad, Deadshot Mm -hmm. is the reoccurring character for every Suicide Squad book. Yeah. This is legitimately, like, changing the game. His motivations for getting out of the Suicide Squad, of course, is his daughter. Yeah. And they were teasing in solicitations... That he was getting out. That he was mm-hmm. finally going to be able to see his daughter. And now they tease this. Like, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. What if he dies when he's hugging his daughter? I'm hey girl, I'm thinking that he's going to see his... His daughter will be the last person he sees. Yeah. But... That'd be crazy. I think because of, you know... We're, we're getting to the point where death metal has started... Mm-hmm. In half a year, six months, we could be getting the new status quo for other books and this new continuity. Yeah. And before Tom Taylor got on Suicide Squad, Libra Mayho was supposed to be on. Uh, well, wait, no. I always get them confused. Is Azarello? Yeah, Azarello is the writer. Libra Mayho is the artist. Azarello was supposed to be on Suicide Squad. Was he? Yeah. I thought, I thought he was doing... Is that why he got Birds of Prey or what? Well, he was supposed to be on Suicide Squad, and there is this rumor that Wally West, because of what happened in Heroes in Crisis, was uh-huh. going to be on the Suicide Squad. Oh, that would have been awesome. So, it would have been like this like this this story of how Wally, being the like basically the heart of the DC Universe, yeah. is having to do these like covert missions... For the government with a bomb in his head. Yeah. But, Man, that would have been a more compelling story than whatever the hell happened in his shit. Yeah. But think about Azarello. Azarello's so good, though. I, I th- Last Birds of Prey. What if 
what if Tom Taylor is only killing Deadshot because mm. somebody else is about to jump on the book? It's possible. It's very possible. So he could just be running with this the story with his new characters until the end of Death Metal, and then somebody else will... So you think Azarel is going to jump on after him? Maybe. Why? Is that because you think Tom Taylor is going to take over Superman? I hope so. <laughs> there hasn't been any movement on that. There right? has not. He said that photo is from. There has not been any movement on that. The photo that he did tease was actually a uh, uh, at at World's End, uh, mm-hmm. a deceased uh, t- tie-in. Yeah. But that actually can kind of segue into other news that we got because DC has found a way to promote every single medium of their content. Yes. And I think comic books could easily fit into that. Mm-hmm. So, sure. uh, the really big thing that we found out last week, really, right? Or was it this weekend? Like right after this podcast? Yeah, I think they announced it right after the podcast, no? Or oh. maybe, like, for Saturday? It was, I, think I, it was, I think it may have been Saturday. But uh, DC announced DC's Fandom. Yeah. It, yeah I, don't, I hate that. I'm not going to lie. It's, fandom? It's like, weird. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know why they went with a dome instead of the fandom. Yeah. But uh, now the one thing that I'm confused, it says a virtual like convention, and people are yeah. thinking VR. Is it going to be VR? No. No. Okay. It just means on the internet. Okay. Because like, so many people were like putting GIFs of like the little VR things with their phones and yeah. like putting it. I was like, oh, that would suck. I would hate that. Yeah. I'd absolutely hate that. But uh, it's going to be a virtual convention. Many, many, many celebrities have confirmed uh, throughout the weekend and even today that they're going to... It's a 24-hour convention. Yeah. Which is nuts. I am off that weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in this chair looking at this computer all day. I just don't like... That means the really shitty stuff is going to be... The movies are going to get played at night, I think, is what's going to happen. A lot of the main shit's going to happen during the day. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Because there's no way they're going to put anything good at night. Um, I think a lot of the announcements will probably start from, like, maybe, like, 2 p.m. to, like, 7. I think they'll just have that. Because it's supposed to be... The Rock is going to be talking about Black Adam. Wonder Woman's going to be talking about shit. Uh, uh, Jason, Batman, uh, uh, I think Momoa and and yeah. uh, Juan Is are going to be doing a Aquaman uh, yeah. presentation. Basically, everything that's in the works is going to get talked about. Which yeah, is Margot Robbie's going to be there. James Gunn is going to be there presenting as well. Yeah, but two things that we have been talking about. Well, one thing that we have been talking about since the beginning of this freaking podcast. Well, I should say before we jump into that, uh, we've been talking about how DC has need to do this. I've been mentioning we, this for the podcast we, forever. Yes, we literally said it last episode. <laughs> yeah. We literally said it last episode, and then they announced this. Now, yeah. this so was... So DC listens to this podcast. <laughs> you should share it with your friends, because DC listens to us. So there you go. Jim Lee, Sometimes. thank you for listening to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, let's let's go ahead and move to like what we were talking about before, the comics. Yeah, I think, you know, because one of the biggest things that got me back into collecting was Mm -hmm. the very long and very detailed uh, panel that Didio and Jim Lee had for like right before Rebirth. Mm -hmm. They sat down with every creative team 
and every creative team talked about their pitch for the stories that they were going to write. Yeah. Like, for that first arc and what to expect afterward. That mm. got me super excited. I was able to watch that panel on YouTube, like, six times over to, like, for sure find out what I was going to collect. This DC fandom should be the perfect time to announce what's coming up after Death Metal. When Bendis mm. is getting off of Superman. And so many other things dealing with comics. Yeah. I think it's the perfect time to do it. Um, you know, like we said, we've been talking about something like this. This is something that kind of just, like, lets them drop their freaking dig on the table and say, mm-hmm. look what we got. Yeah. And, you know, we saw... I don't know if you can pick it up real quick. I can search it. If you If you actually search this thing... They have a virtual, like, map layout. Yeah, like a Disneyland. Yeah, it almost looks like a Disneyland or a theme park where it has, like, DC Kids, DC Entertainment, um, yeah. like, all these different it's things. Like comics World yeah. or Comics Verse. Or ex- 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 it's all verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids yeah. Verse, Comics Verse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, it'll be very interesting to see. And one one thing that we all also, we you know, we've been saying that we talk about these things since the beginning of the podcast, but there is going to be not only movies, not only comics, not only, you know, just random stuff, but it's going to be video games as well. Yeah. And we will finally, hopefully, get the news of a new Batman game. Yeah, that would be the best, the best time to drop it because if you weren't going to drop it at the playstation event where everybody was watching this playstation event then the next thing to do is like yo we're gonna actually save that for our event so we have people tuning in to watch all of this shit so yeah i think this would be the perfect time to do that um i'm hoping at the same time we get maybe like some justice league dark castings maybe some green lantern castings for the hbo stuff um because we do know, man, what is it, like next week? Is it, yeah, next week Doom Patrol already starts, so that'll be uh, going down. Yep. So maybe there'll be some stuff about maybe uh, what's happening in Titans mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, maybe Batgirl casting uh, could be. Also, uh, Zack Snyder and mm-hmm. his Justice League will be at the Fandome as well. Uh, even he is going to be doing basically two conventions that weekend, uh, his his justice con uh which is uh i thought justice con was in july this is in august oh yeah sorry sorry july 1st yeah. is is i mean july the 25th or the san diego comic-con weekend yeah is yeah. gonna be the justice con he'll be doing that and then the next month that's right sorry but i don't think they allow him to do they allow him to drop that trailer at justice con there's no way. I well, I because we had I had this conversation with a couple of people. They're like, "Ooh, when do you think the trailer is going to drop?" Now that fandom is a thing, and mm-hmm. they prominently put Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League in big mm-hmm. bold letters when they were advertising that stuff for uh, DC's fandom. I said, "What we can expect is the behind this a new behind the scenes trailer for Justice Con." But the legitimate trailer, yeah, for DC fandom, because yeah. they want they want general audience mm-hmm. to see that, while Justice Con is more of like hardcore fans, yeah. 
So yeah. you just got to you got to you got to play the game. And so I think yeah. that the well, that's legitimate just, that's trailer, just smart. yeah, that you're gonna have more eyes on this fandom thing yep. because you know that's gonna dominate Twitter. Oh yeah, like especially especially if it's gonna be a 24 hour event, they are mapping that out to be like, yeah. okay, where's the most traffic on Twitter on during what time? Okay, that's mm-hmm. when we drop this movie trailer. That's when we drop the first look of the Suicide Squad casting. That's yeah. like that's what's gonna. Oh, dude! If we get a first like photo from freaking James Gunn, yeah, of the cast, yeah, that'll be nuts. I think what we'll do in that in that week, um, if some crazy stuff happens that we just need to cover right away, we'll just record it that night or that something like that, and that'll just be that week's podcast, and then we'll just have a comic heavy following week or something. Like yeah. That. If there's just like a shitload of news, so we'll see. But uh, anyway, so yeah, you can expect a lot of that. We might get some video game news. I would expect a lot of movie trailers and stuff like that. So React channel will be banging if some good stuff's going on there. I'll probably just request that day off since I'm kind well, of on vacation. If I'm off, then you should already be off. Probably. Yeah, but what weekend is it for you? That would be the thing. It is my... my. And we also don't know if we'll be back to normal. Oh, that's true. That's by true. By then. So anyways... So we're going to go ahead and jump into, uh, well, okay, before we jump into metal, because we have this, whew, I've had a whirlwind <laughs> when it came to comics lately, um, but I'm, I'm starting to get some theories or just, you know, conspiracy theories in my brain that we're going to talk about when it comes to metal, but I want to talk about some random stuff that happened between last podcast and this podcast with Mr. James Tinian the third, or is it the fourth? It's the see the fourth. Fourth, the fourth, the current writer of Batman. The, he sparked this little controversy in this article with Newsarama, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And in Newsarama, they asked him, "Is what Tom King is doing with Helena Wayne, which came out in the Catwoman thing, is that affecting your story at all?" And and, and I'm paraphrasing for this. You guys can go check out this article for, on yourselves. But Tinian basically says, well, what Tom King is doing, much like what Jeff Johns is doing, is stepping outside of continuity. So none of that stuff is really. So uh, he should on two writers. Yeah, great writers. Two two writers in the same sentence. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, Doomsday Clock. Nah. Oh, Three Jokers. Nah. Oh, Batcat. Nah. I'm just like, yeah. dude, what are you doing? Yeah, you, like, I can understand if you want to say that about King. Don't throw Jeff Johns in there, all right? <laughs> Do not throw Jeff Johns in. It's okay, because everybody, I feel like a lot of people are love, majority of people are love or hate Tom King. That's how he is. But Jeff Johns, universally loved. Like, if you hate Jeff Johns, you just hate good writing. Well, so I mean, I, I will say, because I'm starting to learn a little bit more why people hate Jeff Johns. People don't like mm-hmm. Jeff Johns when he is, like, with movies and TV, but yeah. they love him when he writes comics. So, yeah. So, still, James isn't talking about his movie stuff. He's talking about his comic stuff. Exactly. But I'm just like, exactly. dude, what? Yeah. Why? I do want to point out with the movie stuff, though, if you've liked any of the DC movies... Jeff Johns has been a part of it. Yes. Just throwing that out there. So, you know, you can't hate him. You can't love some and hate others. It just doesn't make sense because he's involved in all of it. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, especially his stories that he wrote in comics. They're being stolen and put in, in the movies. Like, they're just, it's what they're doing. Especially Shazam. Oh, my God. Um, 
But anyways, so that basically happens, and it's a whirlwind. Of course, me, I'm like, ah, I'm like, oh my god, like no, Dude, no, I, no, I, no. So, <laughs> I think who who was it that sent who first? Did I send you the article, or did you send me the article? You, I think you sent me the article. Yeah, I sent you the article about his his throwing shade. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. oh man, he's throwing shade at King. And yeah. then no, maybe I sent it to you. No, I sent you the 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 clay man stuff. Yeah, that's what I sent. Because because yeah. what happened afterward was uh, we got to see Clay Man post a picture of the phantasm, yeah. and like it, it it was a regular square on Instagram, and then mm-hmm. it was cut kind of diagonally, and so you saw part of the face of the phantasm, and then the bottom part of Catwoman's face, and yeah. he said, "Or is it?" Yeah. On the caption. And some people were speculating, like, oh, is this a response to freaking Tinian's continuity thing? Yeah. And we were like, yeah, that's kind of how it reads. And I was talking about it on Reddit with some people, and they're like, oh, yeah, it definitely seems but that But I way. screenshotted you yeah. the Tom King thing, and he straight up just says... Uh, yeah. He, he, Defining continuity. Yeah, he reposted Clay Man's picture, and he says, defining continuity. And I was like... Oh yeah. shit! I was like, oh, I, I just sent Clay that classic gif of the black kids that are all, they're all just doing. They're like, oh, got him after like the stupid disses, and it's just it's a classic. Oh gif. my and gosh! That, that guy's face is like, oh, and it's like, uh, I was like, damn. But, but you know, we we got our chuckles out of that, and it kind of went quiet for like not even a day, not even twenty four yeah. hours, and then Juice sends me the cover art for. I think it was 94. 94. Yeah, the next issue. Yeah, 94's cover art where it says Batman, Catwoman. It says the relationship is shattered. Yeah, relationship shattered. And Juice just says, this bitch. (laughs) Or something like that. Let me see if I can find the text. Hold on. (laughs) I think I got it right here. So I literally put this, and you know what? Again, we speak our opinion on this podcast. We don't know these writers <laughs> personally. They said. might be great people. <laughs> but I send him the photo that says 94, the, their, relationship, their relationship is shattered. So there's nothing different about this. And I was like, JT can go fuck himself <laughs> is literally what I say. Oh, and man. this is my thing, ladies and gentlemen, okay? I don't care if you love James Tinian. I, in the past, have said he's had some good writing. I'm not going to lie to you. But to take Tom King's 85-issue run to where he's developed this Bat-Cat relationship for over those 85 years, we've seen how it's, I mean, 85 issues, we've seen how it affected Batman. And to destroy that in nine issues is bad writing. I don't care how much you've liked these issues, how much you've liked a new gadget in every issue or the drawing or whatever. He is just straight up quickly and rushed destroying this issue, this relationship. And the thing is, the reason why, and I, and I sent Clay a text that Tom King brought people that have never read comics into buying his run because they like the character development between Catwoman and Batman because nobody ever really touches that relationship and makes it a real relationship. And they were like, oh, I bought all the volumes and it sucks that it looks like they're going to be destroying this relationship so so fast. Now, there were rumors in the past that Snyder wasn't really a big fan of King's run or like a lot of the choices he was making. That was one thing. We do know that Tinian is a disciple of Snyder. 
some people would say that maybe Snyder is kind of suggesting what Tinian should write for his run. Yeah, I I, I actually sent that to you. I said, hey, yeah. do you think because Snyder is probably going to be the architect for what's, com- what's coming next for DC, do you think he's making Tinian do this? And it's possible. You know, yeah. it's it's quite possible that he says, hey, you need to do this so that way it matches up with my ending for Death Metal. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Either way, this is... Okay, and, and I told this to Clay that this is the sad part. That Tinian is coming off as a, a writer that only plays the classics. He jumps straight into a big Joker event. He is breaking up the Bat-Cat relationship, which is something that's been very different in the Batman comics because everybody's like, oh, I like when Batman just sleeps around and like only hits on Catwoman every once in a while, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I like when he just fights Joker. Oh, I like when he just fights Two-Face. Like, those are the classics. Like, everybody uses the same yeah. fucking villains over and over and over. I've said it many a times on this podcast, Joker needs to go away for a little bit just because we have so many Joker stories and he's just all over the place. We have so many good Batman villains that you can make other stories. Another thing, love him or hate him, Tom King was like, I'm not going to do a Joker story. I am going to do Bane. I'm going to do something different. And he did. He made this huge huge arc. Some people liked it, some people didn't. But thing is, he tried something different. Whereas Tinian seems like he is trying to go back to the status quo of before Tom King's run. Um, I don't like it, obviously, because I just don't... Like, why would you just wipe out something like that? Obviously, you hate it when Bendis did it. Like, why ruin good shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was solid stories. And even even, even with that, you don't, like, I don't know, man. 85 issues. 85 issues of something that was built to be something strong, core values, everything. Like, it makes them better. Ruined in nine issues. Like, what? Like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was telling, that's, that's exactly what I've been telling people. I was like, he's going to be, he's not going to be remembered for anything on his Batman run except for Punchline. Yeah. I think that's it. I think Punchline is going to be the biggest thing to come out of his run because the designer is going to be swallowed up by the idea that the Joker might actually be the designer. Yeah. Which is fucking stupid, too. What, like, what's the point of that? Like, the I don't know why the Joker would hide under the designer's mask. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm not really... I'm souring on that. But with the idea of Scott Snyder possibly being this mastermind behind this whole thing. We're going to jump into Death Metal, which is his uh, new project that is going to last, like, I think uh, 48 years, I think is what they're (laughs) saying. Um, And, uh, yeah, we're going to... How do you want to go about reviewing this? Like, it's a lot of reading. It's it's a lot of reading. I think we should hit on some of the just higher points. Um, Mm -hmm. It bookends, we'll just say this, it bookends on Sergeant Rock. Sergeant Rock is a character that Snyder has shown very big interest in. Uh, So having him finally be able to use him, uh, you know, I'm not really sure how he fits in all this at the very end you see that it's literally only a torso and it's Mm -hmm. only like half of a torso because you see most of his spine yeah at the very end but uh you know the biggest thing here we see that all the villains are locked up but they're locked up for their safety and wonder woman is the king of hell yeah. 
which is very weird. This is this this story is taking place in a world that is completely controlled by the Batman who laughs and Perpetua. That's something that we need to go ahead and start off with. Yeah. Uh, this is Snyder's Game of Thrones. Yes. Because it's literally set up like that. And, you know, there's different factions. You can see in the very beginning there's a map and it shows, like, what's where and wh- yeah. and whatnot. And we see our beginning characters. Of course, they needed to come up with new Batman characters because that was the big thing in Metal. The fact that there was, like, uh, Red Death and, and all of them. So we have uh, the Robin... Is it the... Uh, the Robin King. Did they King? give them names? Uh, I didn't even pay attention. I don't know if they gave these guys names, but just to like, kind of explain what they are, the uh, the mechanical T Rex that has always been in Batman's cave. There is yeah. a dark multiverse Earth where Batman is dying in the cave due to something, mm-hmm. and he uploads his consciousness into the T Rex. That was a lot dumber than I thought it was gonna. Like I thought it was gonna be so <laughs> yeah. much cooler. Like I thought it was a. Le- I thought it was a legitimate T Rex mm-hmm. that was like Bruce, and I was like, "That's cool." No, it's literally just a robot. So I think that's stupid. Yeah, I thought it was just gonna be a real T Rex. Period. Because there's already a batshit crazy stuff in this. Anyways. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And then you hear Wonder Woman explain, "Oh no, you're the mechanical T Rex that's always in Bruce's cave," but yeah. uh. You know, we get to see that Batman Who Laughs is, of course, basically the king of Earth. And he is mm-hmm. in control of so many people. Uh, he is talking to, like, basically the council. We see a uh, Harley Quinn. We see a really weird Cthulhu-esque swamp thing. Batman-type yeah. character. Uh, we see Aquaman. We see freaking... Uh, Mr. Miracle just randomly yeah. there and we also see that Superman is almost uh, succumbed to the anti-life equation so that's weird mm-hmm. but the big thing here is that uh, we see Batman with the Black Lantern ring like the legit Batman yeah yeah, that was awesome that was pretty lie. cool he, uh, he confronted the Batman who laughs uh, you know, and he uses the ring to raise the dead and doesn't look like it helps him very much, so he runs away. And I mean, you would think the dead would just decay. In yeah, it. and, and like... Snyder is keeping true to what he said. This is definitely a Wonder Woman story. You know, it, yeah. it, it is definitely really stuck on her. But she goes down to, I forgot what they call it, but there's a prisoner that she wanted to yeah. go see. And it was Wally West, this new Wally West with the blue suit, the the powers of the uh, of the chair. Well, before we do that, there's this random Lobo cameo. What is that about? Yeah, so this it says uh, this is deep space. Yeah, it says planet made of living bone. He has like a compass, and he and then he gets something. Yeah, he randomly gets something, and I don't understand what he got. You think that's going to be the damn box that we were mentioning that glowed? Oh, fucking green arrows shit. I don't know. I hope not, because that would be super random. 
Yeah. But it never got answered. Yeah, no. Um, but anyways, yeah, she goes back to the pit, which it's kind of like, you know, um, I forget what his name is, like the hell guy. But not, not necessarily the devil, but he, like, works down there. He was, like, making Wonder Woman's weapons and shit for a while. But it's just, that's what it seems like. Anyways, it's like a black pit. Yeah. Now. And we see Wally uh, yeah. with the Mobius chair powers. And he gives everybody who doesn't know the mm-hmm. stories of the crisis. He tells every story of the crisis. He tells the mm-hmm. crisis on Infinite Earth, Infinite Crisis, Final Nights, uh, freaking the Final Crisis, and the last big crisis, which was Death Metal. Yeah. Or, or sorry, Metal. But uh, one big thing that happens next is another topic of conversation because Wonder Woman has created a weapon out of the armor of the invisible jet that she was told to dismantle yes. by freaking Batman who loves but instead she did create this weapon it is an invisible chainsaw yeah which it's not invisible in any of the other art <laughs> yeah that they've shown yeah so i guess you could turn it off and on who knows i have no clue but she seemingly as of right mm-hmm. now, kills the Batman who laughs. Yes. And, well, let's finish it before we jump into yeah, all yeah. this. Because the next thing is, what I'm assuming is the Alfred Batman, right? That's clearly Alfred in a bat suit, right? That's, like, I think that's definitely... That's what Alfred. I thought. And then there's, like, the course of a little bit of Robins. Alfred comes through this portal. He hits the upside-down, sm- the frowny face button, which is, you know, hint to freaking the button. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, it's time to unveil the final Bruce Wayne. And we see this silhouette encased in black, obviously the silhouette and it's surrounded by blue and has the Manhattan symbol on their head. So it looks like Bruce Wayne is about to have Manhattan powers and be the most OP Batman of all time. Yeah. So that is a big thing that happens. And then it ends with that Sergeant dude and Batman picking up his torso. And like you said, you see his spine and everything. Yes. So. Going back, there's two things I want to hint on in this thing. And then it's going to bring us into our bigger conversation that I want to have on this podcast. First thing, I just told this to Clay right before the podcast. And I was thinking about this while we're talking. Was the Batman who laughs death pointless? And the reason why I say this is we have had this character tormenting readers uh, in a good way and a bad way because we have to read it so much. But... Like, he's been tormenting people for so long, and he instantly dies in issue one of this new series. And I don't think, like, we, dude, we went through all of Metal, where he was just fucking around with everybody. We went through the start of freaking Batman and Superman. He had his own run for seven issues. He was also in Justice League, Scott Snyder's Justice League as well. Yeah, he he was in that. And then now we're in metal, and he dies in issue one. I can understand. This is going on for six months. I can understand if he dies in issue four or five when we start this new series. He dies immediately. I think with a character like this, if if he is officially dead, we'll see. But if this is his death, this is stupid in my opinion. Because after all of that bullshit, out of all of that bullshit, he's just easily killed by Wonder Woman. Well, one thing that people love to hate about Scott Snyder is that he never knows how to tell just a normal story. 
Everything yeah. always has to beat the last issue. Everything mm-hmm. always gets bigger and like just crazier and all of this. Yeah. So we know that there is this final Batman. Mm-hmm. What if he is the new Batman who laughs type character? That would suck. And the um, reason why I say this is because if you look at any promotional art with Wonder Woman for Death Metal, mm-hmm. look at her waist. She has the Batman Who Laughs skull hanging oh, from yeah. her waist. That's so true. I think he is dead. Yeah. So, but you, you just made up a great point because it's actually a note I had. I think um, that, yeah, Snyder is somebody that writes for moments he doesn't write for stories. Yeah. He writes, because, like, that Batman holding that Black Lantern ring, that's awesome. And people are going to be like, oh, dude, Snyder's the one that did the freaking Black Lantern ring. Like, that was amazing. Did you see that? That's awesome. That's a moment. Oh, Wonder Woman kills this dude. But we're not, nobody's talking about the story. They're talking about the moments. Yeah. And, like, and I'm just trying to think about it. I'm like, yeah, Metal had a lot of cool characters in it. Obviously, that's all going to Capullo. Capullo's the one that's doing this. Snyder is, of course, writing it. Like, oh, yeah, draw Wonder Woman, Chainsaw, whatever. But, yeah, like, it's... Because here's the thing, guys. I've been, like, just kind of thinking about all of this stuff lately with Snyder. We, we've talked about on the podcast before the rumor that he's possibly the reason Didio got fired. Because he was like, if Didio's here, I'm walking. Yeah. Like, that's the rumor. There's no confirmations of that. That's what the industry, you know, insiders have kind of been saying. So... It kind of makes me think, all right, he's got clout. And then when the one thing I've noticed it, just from people I've met personally, when people know they got pull, some people like to really pull on that. So I don't know if Snyder's really kind of throwing his dick around and being like, I'm going to do whatever I want now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then I've just so I've been kind of just looking at a lot of his stuff. And the one thing I asked this to Clay because I genuinely was curious if he could think of something because I, I was like, maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little biased right now. I asked Clay, I was like, dude, does Snyder build relationships in his comic books? Because I don't think he does. And what I said was, because it took me a while to respond. You know, I was kind of thinking, I was thinking at his, um, his Batman run. I was thinking of Justice League. I was thinking of everything that he's written so far uh, that I know of personally. And let's think of Batman real quick, his Batman run. Let's see what relationships were a part of that. The big relationship that really did anything to the Batman character was Damien's death. Who wrote that? Yeah. Not even Snyder. Morrison. So that relationship was Morrison's. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk about... Nightwing. Nightwing had to stop being Nightwing. Yeah. Who wrote that? It was freaking Kyle Higgins. Yeah. Kyle Higgins wrote that. The relationship between Nightwing, Damien, Morrison again. Yeah. This thing with Catwoman and Batman. Never happened in his book. Never happened. She was in, never in there once. Never happened in his books. The only time she did appear in his books was in Last Night, and I think it was because of the pure popularity that Tom King brought to that dynamic. Yeah. It the like the evidence is there that he yeah. would most rather be this event guy where he says, Hey, mm-hmm. you guys write the stories, I'll take what I like, and then create my own story. 
Yeah, and you know what? I've been somebody that has said that ba- that Scott Snyder is one of the best Batman writers, and he still his stories were great. I'm not going to take that away from him. His stories were great, but it's because it was only about Batman and his and the villains. But you're not building relationships between those villains, because like even with the Lincoln Mark stuff, I mean, he the Lincoln March stuff, it doesn't happen a lot. It's more about like he knows how to build these crazy characters. And it's kind of whatever. Some people might say, like, oh, what about him and Joker? That's eight, There's 80 years worth of that stuff. Can you really add a lot more to that relationship? You know what I mean? And some will say, like, yeah, he did some stuff. And, yeah, his Joker story was cool. But I don't think there was this huge, like, milestone of, like, oh, shit. Like, that actually added a lot. Like, Kevin Smith did that whole thing with the gun. That added to Batman in fucking eight pages. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's added and, to and the let's character. And let's even go to a character that he created, the Batman Who Laughs. He yeah. had his own series, seven issues. What was that series? Nothing but a constant fight. It was literally mm-hmm. one yep. giant fight from issue one to issue seven. There was Nothing no happened. there was no time for character development. There was no time for anything other than Batman and the Batman who laughs fighting. Yeah. So yeah. it is this idea, like you said, of those, hey, I'm gonna create this bombastic issue that's going to have this epic moment that everybody's going to be talking about that day. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it, it was just so weird to come to that relationship or that idea. And I think I thought about it because of the Tinian stuff. I was all like, Snyder, I don't think... Because somebody... I, I talked to people on Reddit in like a Catwoman forum. And we kind of just talk about like, oh yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Whatever, whatever. And the big topic right now is the Batcat stuff being broken up because there's actually a good amount of people that actually enjoy that. It's it's those people that love, like, shipping and fandoms and stuff like that that King brought in, you know what I mean? And, like, those are people that don't often read comics, but they're like, oh, this is a cool relationship that's starting that I really... Or not starting, but, like, I love the dynamic of it. And they're not happy with what Tinian's doing right now. And, um... You know, so we were just kind of talking about... Somebody mentioned, they're like, well, Snyder doesn't like Catwoman. Like, it's very clear. And he's probably telling Tinian to give her that relationship. Because I don't know why. I don't know why, what the big thing is. Like, that's a, such a huge thing. And I, we, I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast, but I've always hated that, you know, Wonder Woman has her relationship with Steve Trevor. That's always kind of a, a thing there. You know, Lois Lane is always with Superman. You have Aquaman and Mira. You have Flash and Iris. Every other character in the world of DC has a significant other. But Batman, no, he can't. It's impossible. Can't do it. This, I mean, this is the story of Batman 50 all over again. mm -hmm. Because if you remember, I believe it was Didio that at one point said that, you know, Batman works best when he has nobody. And... That doesn't bring any development, and I I know I keep saying this, but these characters need to grow. They just yeah. do. You cannot keep a character in one box for 80 years and expect anything to change for that character. You can't expect yeah. anybody, you can't expect a new audience to come in or anything. You need, you know, these shippers for, for mm-hmm. a fact. They may just love the fact that they're married, but guess yeah. what? They'll still buy a comic, and that's still mm-hmm. money that you didn't have before. So make the damn comic yeah, and get the extra money. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I would not be surprised if King outsells Tinian if this drops before Tinian's runs over. 
because I think people that care about that relationship that don't like what Tinian's doing is going to be like, I'm going to buy that Bad Cat book. I'm going to buy both issues if I need to or whatever because I want to read this story. Yeah. And I think that's going to be kind of crazy. So the other thing I want to talk about, we are kind of talking about the Snyder thing here, and we mentioned this name earlier. I, I told Clay about this. I was like, with Snyder getting all of this pool, is he starting to get a little bit of ego ego here? And he wants to shape DC in his image opposed to working with other creators. Because one thing that happened in this metal book, and I saw people talking about it. Let me get back to where it was at. Was he says this. And this is on that big uh, double page spread. Not long ago, a being from another reality, breaming with uh, with, uh, connective energy, Dr. Manhattan tried to mend the fractures in our multiverse to heal the scars of the former crises. But his attempt did not have the intended effect. So the blah, blah, blah. So he's basically saying like, oh, yeah, you know all that stuff that happened in uh, freaking Doomsday Clock? It didn't work. So boom, get out of here. Yeah, that's something that I took notice to as well Um, when when I read it. At first, I thought he almost erased it. Yeah. But at the same time, it sounds like he's going to attempt to erase it in the sense of importance. Yeah. So, I do... And don't get me wrong. I feel like any writer that, you know, if the head of DC says, hey, you're in charge of the entire story of every Mm -hmm. book from here on out, I think that can get to somebody's head. Yeah. But at the same time, like, don't step on the toes that have based. Like, I I will tell you, everybody complained about the delays mm-hmm. on Doomsday Clock. But everybody, for that moment, for that day that Doomsday Clock came out, they didn't care about delays. They just cared mm-hmm. about the book. Yeah. You can't get rid of of a writer like that and their history yeah and one that actually sticks the landing true because you know tinian snyder a lot of people don't always get a good landing when they come with these stories like i said i'm already kind of i love batman but i'm falling off of tinian's run but i just don't i don't know man i just seeing all of this stuff and kind of seeing snyder for really like what's in his writing and what's starting to happen in these books and it, it, it i think it snapped when i was looking at his instagram uh because he was like he posted the list he does this cool thing where he writes the list of when all the dates are coming out and when the you know the freaking the side stories will come out or the tie-ins or whatever in that thing he said we're going all the way to october or whatever although it's listed until january like metal seven or whatever mm-hmm. but he says the other tie-ins are going to depend on how much you guys like it and how well it sells or something along those lines. And I'm like, why would you even really I that's know you can a, promote your book? That's a weird way to promote something. Like yeah. and I and I know that like I understand when some people are like, "Oh yeah, you know, I I really want to support your book so that way I can keep getting more." That's the that's that is the intent of any yeah. person that is buying a creator's book is because mm-hmm. they want to promote that title so that way they can keep reading that person writing that book. But to flat out say, hey, in three days, the very first book is coming out, and you're going to get a total of four books 
But if you want a total of 16, you need to really buy the shit out of this book. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. Like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. When, when metal came out, I bought every single tie in. Same. I didn't get the Titans one, which I'm pissed about. That book, that, that series was like the big thing to talk about. There was a lot of things happening. The, Dark Knights really sold well. Those mm-hmm. random stories were like, holy crap, that's nothing we've never really, you know, talked about or, or thought about. And it was changing something for the DC Universe. Yeah. Little did we know, it was changing it to basically end Rebirth, which upped yeah. all the prices of the books. But, you know, with that, we never saw hey if you want more just keep on buying like just keep like cuz yeah. cuz that is something that we already know mhm i think they should have just let it go cuz for me what that says is are you not confident in your yeah. in your storytelling and like yeah. you're already promoting stuff that isn't even guaranteed mhm like that's that's almost it's almost like a kickstarter Almost like an Indiegogo. Yeah. Like, hey, we, we got to reach this goal. Like, do, mm-hmm. do you want that extra book? And it's just like, I, I, I don't want that. Yeah. I think pre-orders are totally fine to let you know. Be like, hey, guys, let your comic shop know. And especially now, because DC has moved, you know, from Diamond. Yeah. That, you know, it's okay right now. I think that's fine to be like, hey, guys, make sure, you know, the cutoff deadline to order this book is this day. But to be like, oh, yeah, we got up to 20 books. Uh, you know, the more you buy, then we'll be able to make them all. Like, honestly, it, it should go off sales. Like, we saw that happen with Deceased, right? Like, it they did those things, and they're like, oh, wow, it's selling so good. We can do this, like, Mr. Miracle tie-in or whatever because it's doing you so You know well, what? Right? You just brought up a really good idea. Why don't mm-hmm. – why doesn't Snyder make those issues – into digital first. Yeah, they should. That's what they that should would do. Be great. And also, because I don't think we have been talking about this, but you just reminded me, mm-hmm. DC has been doing preludes on their Instagram oh, story. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. that has been actually pretty cool. I'm not a super fast reader, so, so sometimes mm-hmm. I'll have to like go back. But mm-hmm. I, you know, you can just hold it, right? I did not know that. I'm learning. Uh, yeah, I'm learning yeah. something new about freaking technology every day. <laughs> you can just hold it and read it. Okay, that way. but yeah, uh, yeah uh, they put like five to seven pages on their Instagram story, and you can read a little prelude, and it kind of fills in the gap for you know, Tinian's yeah. Batman story, which I think is pretty cool. You know, you, did you read the one for Metal? Uh, no, I didn't. So I need to go back and yeah. read that. There was one for Metal, so it was like. Um, it was Wonder Woman telling uh, Swamp Thing to like use his powers again to find out to see if there was anybody else out there or something like that. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, so they're doing it for metal now oh, too, which yep, is interesting. I see it right there. Tinian Tinian's run will have one more mm-hmm. and the metal I think I guess metal will have it for the next six months or something. So um, that's gonna be pretty crazy. But yeah, so mainly I don't know, man. It's I I own all of Snyder's volumes of his Batman run. I still think it's a great run. I've read it multiple times. 
But it's weird coming to a realization that, you know what? Maybe it's weird that he... I, I never saw a relationship get built. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, the story's really good. And we noticed the best thing about Bat- about his Batman run is he does really good, like, thought processes of Batman. Like, he's so good at that. Like, this is what Batman's thinking in this situation. Yes. And then, of course, it's against his foe. And then, of course, the writing, I mean, the, the art was amazing. But, yeah, when you really look about, when you really look at it, there wasn't, like, any big relationship building between Dick Grayson. Catwoman was never in it, which was insane. Um, very little stuff happening with Damien. And, yeah, it just kind of blows my and mind. Even, also, I do want to... Even when you look at when Batman was gone... Yeah. Nothing happened with Gordon outside of being Batman. No, not at all. I think he was trying to build a relationship with that redheaded girl. Like, oh, she's from his past, and now they're together, and they do it in the shower. But, like, there was nothing there. Like, you you should have talked way more about their past and why they were so, like, you know, why he was so in love with her or whatever back in the past. But, no, there's a few things, and he was just this guy that worked at a daycare. But that wasn't building a relationship. He didn't even get to really build a relationship with Duke. Yeah. To be honest, when you look at it, yeah. Duke did all that in Robin in Robin's War. Yeah. And all that shit. Which was so, Tinian. Yeah. So like it's very it's very weird. And I don't it get kind of weird. And I, and you know what? If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, no, you guys are totally wrong, let us know. Yeah, let if if, the, me... if we have a blind spot, we want to know about it. We know we yeah, like, we are totally okay with being proven wrong. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, me, myself, like, Juice knows this. I will talk comics all day. That's what yeah. my job used to be. And so if there's something that I'm missing, I want to know it. That That's personally my thing. So if you guys feel the need to do so, I don't know if we're going to be putting this on YouTube. Uh, but wherever, you know, you know where to find us. Just, just let us know. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. Because, I don't know, it's just... I do not think this metal is going to be as good as the first one. And some people would say that the first one wasn't that great. Like, you know, because we didn't get the thing is we didn't get the payoff from that metal. We were supposed to have this new world of metas. Yeah, no. So that was that is possibly my biggest thing ever Um, because Snyder ruined my Titans run. I'm just going to say it now. So did King, but Snyder ruined my Titans run because the original story for that Titans run was that they were going to go around the world finding these Mm -hmm. new metas, training them to be heroes, so that way they could take care of Earth while all the heroes go past the source wall to find, like, these new worlds. Because that was the whole thing, was that... Snyder said in his book that it was like Earth and the galaxy as we know it got dumped into the ocean and we were a fishbowl. Like, putting that as a visual, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. There is so much unknown to think about, and we have gotten none of that. I want somebody to ask him that. Oh, you should have Mark ask him. Be like, hey, man. Oh, yeah. But uh, he, would he do that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I personally As, don't know if he would. Um, yeah. But you know what? I will make it a point to try to ask him that question. 
Yeah, and be like, hey man, after after your original medal, we were supposed to get this big world of metas, and nothing happened to that. Can, is that going to happen again? That's what I'm worried about as a fan. Now we that's what now we say. did have the new age of heroes, but they didn't really promote them that well. They didn't really push yeah. them that well, and nothing has gone with those characters. Now I will say, bravo to Bendis actually trying to do something with Sideways, mm-hmm. but every other character. Yeah. Gone. I have not seen anything of them in two years. Shit. Get him off Superman and just give him all the Age of Heroes. Fuck it. Yeah. Have him do something with them. I mean, they... Because they, I thought Damage was a cool They character. were Marvel knockoffs, so he would know exactly yeah. what to do with them. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I saw Silencer in a lot of stuff. She should join the Suicide Squad. Silencer um, was... Like, the only thing Silencer has been in is everything that Bendis has been writing right now. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's my biggest thing, is where is he going to go after this? Because we're going to have this, like, I I guarantee you, I'm calling it out, this is the first DC medal that we're reading. We're going to have this for the next six months. Th- this is going to be Year of Villain. I think by the end of it, we're going to be like, so, yeah, this is ruining another book. Like, uh, it kind of sucks, blah, blah. I think we're going to be like that by the end. Well, of I, th- I think more so this is going to be the multiversity not you're the villain. See, I don't remember that. Multiversity. What ended up happening is I don't know if you were collecting books at this point, but every main title actually like ended and stopped, and then for like a full almost year, the only yeah. book that came out was Multiversity, and it had Multiversity Superman, Multiversity Batman, Multiversity Teen Titans, Multiversity Supergirl, and it had all these characters within the multiversity thing and it was basically all these random stories because behind the scenes all these creative teams were creating rebirth yeah so it gave them time to really like set everything up so i think death metal is giving all these other creative teams time to write the first five to six issues of the new thing of their new stories yeah, that'd be kind of cool, but you know, who's gonna be in charge? Is it Snyder? Because like I, I already think, don't like what he's doing with Tim. I Gunn. think I think he will be in charge, and but the thing is, if he is in charge, I think he will be that moments guy and only be writing possibly events. Yeah. If because you cannot be an architect and not get a pay raise, you know. So I'm sure yeah. Jim Lee's like, you're going to be the architect, here's a pay raise, and so Snyder's going to be like, okay, so I'm going to have these people write this, 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 hey, I'm going to ask you if you want to throw a pitch for this, and ask all these creative teams, and then he's like, okay, and this is going to be the main story of this new continuity, this new status quo, and I will write that. Yeah. And so he doesn't have to deal with all the, like I said, he doesn't have to deal with the relationships. He doesn't have to do with all this. He'll he'll ask those creative teams, hey, what's going on in your run right now? Okay, write those notes yeah. down. Hey, what's going on here? Okay, write that down. And then he'll write his story going into all that. I, I kind of want to ask him if I ever get to see him at a con, which I don't even know when that will ever be. If he's somebody that literally, because Tom King has made it a point. Like, he said, he was like, I'm not somebody that likes to interfere in other people's, like, telling what other people to write. Like, granted, we know he, what he did with Nightwing. But he didn't, he wasn't like, okay, this is going to happen to Nightwing, then you're going to have to write this story and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Snyder... Because it's just so weird, man, because we know that Tinian came out and said before his run that he was going to try to please both sides of the Bad Cat people, but now he's just fucking destroying the people that like Bad Cat. So, I don't know what's going on there. And honestly, in my opinion, I think I'm just going to consider King's run. That's continuity to me. And you know what? Even Fabic and Jeff John said, we're doing something that we want to be continuity, but we're not putting limits on ourselves. So it's very possible that this will be considered out of continuity. But again, Killing Joke was not supposed to be continuity. and But it was so good that they were like, oh yeah, that's real. Because what people don't understand about comics is if I become a writer for DC in the future and I get to make my book, I could be like, oh yeah, Tom King's run? That's all part of my continuity. Jeff Johns' stuff? That's all part of my continuity. Tinian's? Eh, that's out. Uh, like you could literally <laughs> just say that kind of stuff because all you have to do is reference it and boom, it's continuity. Oh yeah. That's all you have to do. And be like, oh yeah, remember that time you fought the designer? Boom. That means Tinian's shit in there, you know, blah, blah. And, um, you want to get rid of, if you hated Scott Snyder, you want to get rid of it. Just make a, something about the Joker never cutting his face off. Boom. That's gone. Yep. And it's just like, that's how you do comics. That's why I'll always make the reference of this being like the Doctor Who timeline where it's just a fucking big-ass ball of shit and continuity can change seconds and seconds. But, you know, there's only fixed points of, like, Bruce Wayne's parents got to die, Superman's got to fly to Earth, blah, blah, blah. Only big moments. Everything else can be changed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's all the comic stuff we got right now. We do... We got a little bit of movie news. It's not a lot. Well, there is, I mean, I don't know if you, there, there's not a whole lot of story to this, but, you know, yeah. just something that we did acknowledge outside of recording is it looks like there is a small wave, if not going to get bigger wave, of yes. uh, a new Me Too uh, movement within DC Comics. Now that doesn't mean only DC. Well, it that artist could very well work with other publishers, you know. Yeah. And the story now has become uh, that, of course, the uh, the bigger names in the industry are saying, "Women, if this happens to you, please speak up." Um, mm-hmm. There was an artist, apparently, uh, and I, there was actually one of his quote unquote victims. Uh, and she even questions whether it was, you know, she was victimized because she consented to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to put any names out there because that is that is her business. But uh, she also said that because when they first... Oh, but do you want to put the name out of the artist, though? Yeah, the artist's name was... The, we're talking about the Batgirl guy, Yeah, right? Cameron or something Cameron or... Yeah, he was on the Burnside... Batgirl. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was a co-artist on there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, apparently, Cameron Stewart. he moved from what I read, because I read I read the thing. Clay sent me something. Now, that particular thing you sent me was not naming anybody. It was an art, a person in the industry saying, like, hey, men that go to these comic conventions, how about doing a little bit of professionalism yes, when uh, you're going to these conventions? It was uh, Jen Bartel that did this yeah. huge thread. What is she part? What is she? I don't know her personally. Uh, so she's know, she's like, an artist. Um, she is a great artist. 
but uh, I've not seen her on anything. Or have I? Yes, I you, you've seen a lot of her stuff. Uh, okay. But one thing that she has witnessed is that a lot of these guys use the conventions as their own personal vacations. Uh, and, you know, even G. Willow Wilson voiced her, uh, her thoughts on this. Uh, she said that, you know, back in the day, there was only one, uh, there was only one way into the industry and it was to talk to this core group of professionals. And she said, if you were a guy, you had to be good at writing and you had to know how to kiss ass. Mm-hmm. And if you're a woman, there was a whole other avenue, yeah. and that sucks. That definitely yeah, sucks for the for the industry. But uh, Cameron Stewart is the guy's name, the artist for uh, the Burnside Batgirl stuff. Uh, the woman that did tell her story today, uh, she said that they started talking online when she was 17, met for mm-hmm. the first time when they were 18. Uh, started dating when they were when she was nineteen, and the entire relationship basically stopped at twenty two, when basically uh, she had said they finally got together romantically, like fully, and yeah. then she found out at that point, oh, he was just using her to get that, and then yeah. he walked away, uh, and it's looking like that's a lot of what is happening in the industry well the main thing too that we should point out is that apparently he does this with a lot of young women yes like teenagers and that's what she said she said the fact that the fact that he did it when she was 17 sounds very predatory yeah so uh because depending on which state you're in though it is legal depending on for us being in texas 17 is legal but yeah. just something, you know, me and Juice are, are people that want to get into the industry. So we're, you know, we're very aware of this. But we also want to let listeners know if you are interested in getting into any type of, you know, job or whatever, just be aware of these things. Uh, yeah. Don't let somebody use their power over you to do it. Yeah. Um, the thing is, too, like you got to because this is this is actually nice little promo segue here. Uh, July 25th, I will be doing a 12 hour stream. Uh, on my Twitch channel to be promoting funds for my comic book. So I'm going to be trying to raise my own money because uh, apparently the one way to get in the industry, if you're not a kiss-ass or if you're not somebody that's, you know, taught under somebody or whatever, if you don't got connections inside it, you got to make your own shit. So uh, I'm going to have to, you know, self-promote or self-produce my own comic book, and then, you know, that's what we're going to do. But at the same time, you also got to remember, if you're trying to get into comic books and you you have to know what kind of writer you want to be or artist, doesn't really matter. If you're somebody like uh, one of Clay's favorite artists, that Stephen Sajic, uh, right? uh, Stepan Sajic, yeah, yeah, Stefan Sajic, he likes to do like a lot of erotica. That's not what you're gonna be able to do in DC and Marvel. So you might have to go your own route, which he's actually starting to do. He's gonna start doing web comics because he prefers to do that. Yeah. That's really cool. I am somebody that doesn't really like limits when it comes to stuff. Granted, I will gladly, if I ever got to write for Batman, I'll take on some limits. Oh, I can't do everything I want to do, but that's because I just have a dream of writing for Batman. But I want to make my own comics where I don't have to listen to somebody to put whatever I want in those pages. And if you're somebody that could never do that, you don't want to do something, then you're going to have to create your own stuff. So, you know, the way into the industry for you is by doing it on your own. 
and finding an artist or hiring an artist. I will be trying to hire an artist to try to get my book produced. I will write it myself and then, you know, produce it and hopefully be like, hey guys, I'm selling my book if you want to get it, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be word of mouth kind of stuff. There's plenty of ways to get things done in this world nowadays. There's a lot of accessibility, Patreons, Kickstarters. There's so many things. So don't think that you have to, you know, succumb to somebody in the industry to yeah, get your shit the made. Big There's thing, people that want to see your stuff. The big thing that he was doing was he was, you know, kind of being a predator online uh, to these women. And then to kind of hook them in, he was giving them free commissions of their either their favorite characters or drawing them as, like, comic book yeah. characters, basically. Yeah, I saw that. And so... Just be aware of this kind of thing. Um, it's very easy to be starstruck, and yeah. you just need to be aware of the kind of things that can happen. But, yeah. you know, that is some news that has been going on. It it kind of just hit like a brick wall, dude. It, it just all of a sudden just, like, exploded on my timeline. Uh, yeah. But, you know, even uh, another artist on that Burnside story, which is uh, Babs, Babs, uh, mm. she immediately started to talk about it also because she yeah. was somebody that worked directly with him with the transition of their two arts. So yeah, it, it was, it, it was something for sure. Yeah. So we'll see what else happens, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, people like Jim Lee and stuff do speak up about it, um, and kind of, you know, deal with it. So I wouldn't be surprised if that guy gets taken off books right away. Has he? Has anybody seen uh, Not from what I've heard. Uh, Is he even on anything? Uh, Not currently. I don't think so. But from what I was looking here, because I kind of just uh, Twitter searched his name, uh, mm -hmm. back in 2009, he was 32. Yeah. Uh, so it's been 10... He's like in his 40s now. Yeah, he's yeah. in his 40s. He's still... In that age where he could be a very prominent, you know, artist. Yeah. So it would be, you know, in a lot of publishers' best interest to kind of just, like, blacklist him, to be honest. Yeah. And you know who's going to pick him up? Hey, Comics Gate guys, come this way, bro. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be in that. Yikes. You don't want to be in that group. But you know what? They'll take you in. They'll take in a lot of people. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so that's that's something we did need to touch on. So that's a lot of the comic stuff. But for the... Uh, there's not a lot, to be honest, like I said, with the movie stuff. But we did have Zoe Kravitz actually talk about the Catwoman suit a little bit. She didn't talk about what it looked like. She did talk about how um, it's very hard to do something that's very, like, iconic when it comes to, like, a Catwoman or a Batwoman, uh, something like that, Batman. Because it's very um, hard to just like, you know, people would just love the suit or people can be very picky about it. But she says that, you know, she actually, uh, well, no, no, no. What she actually said was that when you get on all these movie sets, they're like, here, wear this, go do this, say these lines and blah, blah. But she was talking about how Matt Reeves is actually very collaborative with her and her team. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to do this and that. So I don't think she had any say so in the suit. But, you know, they probably, she might have had a little bit of input if she if they wanted to or whatever. Yeah. But she seems like it's very, she says she likes it. She can't wait to get back into it. And that uh, had we still been filming, we would have more than likely already seen her in it. So Damn it. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But that's really it. Uh, we did have another Robert Pattinson talking about his workout 
but again, a lot of people are like, is he trolling? I can't really tell. Because <laughs> he talks about how he runs like a 5K or 10K every day, something like that. And he does like dumbbells and uh, shit like that. So um, again, we're gonna have, it's going to be a slim Batman. You're not going to get the fucking Ben Affleck Batman, but you know, you'll get the Snyder Cut for that. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. Again, we don't have nothing else about movies. There was surprisingly no Batwoman stuff. Yeah, surprisingly. Which, yeah, which was a little crazy. Uh, I think the biggest thing was that fandom that we were seeing. Uh, I am looking on a random article right now that says Amber Heard's legal team exit her lawsuit against Johnny Depp. Oof. So maybe we'll have a new mirror. <laughs> There's uh, no telling what's going to happen in the future of that. So... Um, that'd be pretty crazy. They just bring out the new Mira at Fandom and check out Mira. And it's like, oh, freaking hey, Amelia guys. Clark. It's like, yeah, it's just Amelia Clark in a red wig. Um, that would be fantastic. Or you know what? Who you know who else they can get? They can get Natalie Dormer in a red wig. I think Natalie Dormer. She was on Game of Thrones. Oh, she had a red yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And she was in uh, uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. So. I think she'd be a, she'd be a great fucking Mira too. Very nice. Um, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. We don't really. This is a short podcast for our our normal time. I mean, considering you know? the last three weeks it was like what two hours each. Two hours, yeah. Um, we've had a lot to you know talk about. It's been interesting. We also didn't cover the digital first this week, um, just because there's a lot of like I said, we I felt like we were gonna talk a lot about the Scott Snyder stuff and death metal. So we will get back on that train next week because I think we'll have a new Batman. We right? we have, have there is uh, number eight, number nine, number eight and number yeah. nine for the uh, Gotham Knights, and then number four for the uh, or five, sorry, for for the Batman Adventures. So there's yeah. three of the digital firsts, and there is a Super Sons book for the deceased uh, okay. digital first also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and that's ninety nine cents as well. So we may talk yeah. about that just because damon's involved yeah so we'll get that and then did batman come out this week or last week uh next week n- batman like the main yeah uh so we'll get a new one this coming yeah week. should Fuck, should be effect. getting it next week yeah so you'll see me get the shit on tinian some more if they break up <laughs> um so we'll we'll go from there don't fuck with my relationship here uh but anyways guys that's gonna be it for today i hope you guys are doing good out there staying safe um, but yeah, that's going to be it. As always, okay, go tell them about your podcast. Yeah, of course. Uh, I have, I did a really uh, cool uh, Snyderverse conversation with uh, me and three other individuals. Uh, mm. Yeah, that was really, really fun. Basically talking about what the Snyderverse could look like on HBO Max. We kind of made a layout of 10 shows slash movies that we would like to see and uh kind of just nothing is confirmed we just kind of played along with the idea it was really fun yeah uh so that is on fanboy comics podcast of course you can find me at the comic book legion podcast as well and uh you guys know you know i talk uh dc and marvel and manga on my fanboy comics podcast usually so that's where you can find me Nice, badass. Of course, I always have the uh, Twitch channel. If you always got to come check out twitch.tv slash juice from the box. We will be streaming Thursday and Friday of this week, uh, possibly Saturday as well. I'll keep you up to date. But just go hit the follow button over there. Turn on notifications so you know when we go live. I always talk comics if anybody asks comic stuff. And we play a lot of cool, just fun stuff over there. So definitely come hang out. Of course, the React channel has went to a new schedule. It's Monday through Friday. I do not upload on the weekends anymore just because I got to give myself some days off. And, of course, we've been uploading bits and pieces of the podcast on my Bat from the Box channel. I'm trying to get some new videos up there. 
uh, the ambassador program. I'm starting to slowly get the merchandise, so you'll start seeing some videos from that. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly!